0: Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the WorkShoot Wrestling Podcast.
1: To swing! Suck it! Welcome to episode 248 of the WorkShoot Wrestling Podcast. Happy Friday the 13th. This is Corey Richmond, joined as always by Jason Brooks. Jason, uh, this would have been the 15th anniversary of the death of one of the greatest wrestlers of our lifetimes, Eddie Guerrero, Latino Heat. But as we come on the air today about 45 minutes ago, uh, we found out from many reliable sources, including WWE.com themselves, that valet to uh, many of the best Latino wrestlers the last couple of years, Selena Vega, has been released basically 10 minutes after putting on Twitter today that she supports Unicization. Uh, Jay, we're going to talk about a lot of interesting things. Shaquille O'Neal coming in. uh, Fallout, uh, Full Gear, Leon Ruff. Basically becoming a comic champion on uh, NXT, but all of that's blown out of the water. What's your, I guess, immediate thoughts right off the top with uh, Selena Vega gone from WWE? I don't think this is a storyline thing, like you know our last set of cuts.
0: No, they, no, they just, Drake Maverick, just. You know? So we've talked about this for for a long time. You mentioned unionization. You mentioned unions. We had David Starr on before his allegations. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, the one thing he said, listen, whatever, right? But him talking about unions is something that got him blackballed from many major companies. I mean, that's legit. That's absolutely the thing. Um, these guys are independent contractors, except when they're not independent contractors. Like, I've never heard of such a thing. And wrestling has been around for years and years and years. It's 2020. Yet, these guys still can't form a union. These guys still don't really have rights. I mean, once they're released from their contract, they don't get medical uh, help anymore. And we know how many of these guys suffer from really, really bad medical problems after their career is over, right? So, you know, we're we're talking about something where these guys are not protected, men and women. And obviously, this is more about Twitch, because Twitch is like, you can... I don't know. I don't I don't know shit about Twitch, but apparently, you know, you can um, have people give you money to, you know, wa- watch you play video games or whatever. And I know Zelina Vega is a big video uh, game person, but as well as Paige, being. who's also been very upset about this. Here's the thing. You mentioned unions and wrestling, especially in the WWE, you're going to get released. That's just that's just the way it is. Uh, I wonder if Selena knew that when she said that. I think maybe she did. Um, but I also know, I, you know, it's been her dream to be in a WWE. She's been an excellent, excellent, you know, manager. Uh, I, I mean, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. But Vince is all ruling. And you mentioned unions and wrestling, and you're not going to have a job in wrestling especially the wwe that it's it's horrible it's shitty but that's the way that it is
1: i mean it's one of those things where over the last month or two we've had you know former presidential candidate andrew yang has come out saying if uh president-elect joe biden uh Mm -hmm. won and if he was put into his cabinet he would go one of the things he would do would try to go to help uh, professional wrestlers unionize because he was you know a fan of wrestling when he was a kid and he realizes the bad treatment they've had. I mean, as far as we know, as of right now, you know, he's not going to be in the, the cabinet for. Uh, which
0: President is a bummer, Black. By the which is a bummer, by the way. He's, he's a really, really smart guy with good ideas.
1: Absolutely. Um, and, you know, we'll see how much of a say Andrew Yang has. And if any steam comes about with the fact of, you know, Joe Biden in office and everything else going on that end. We'll see there and how much, you know, Andrew Yang can actually do now that he might have a little bit more say in the matter. But what's going to happen in the future with Selena Vega outside of WWE and going forward with other people? I mean, a guy like, you know, AJ Styles is making so much money in WWE right now as a top guy. He doesn't need that extra money from Twitch. I mean, yeah, it's, it's he's he has spoken in the past where being able to interact with the fans is something where he can go and just use it as a relaxation thing where he doesn't have to think about everything else and just hang out with the fans, take questions, play video games, just have a little bit more you know time to himself. That's one thing. But a person like we've spoken about off air and I don't, maybe once once twice on air, like Paige, who's broken her neck twice for this company, can no longer wrestle, and so a lot of people have said she makes more money on Twitch that she actually makes on her quote-unquote WWE Legends or whatever her actual deal is, WWF. And they're telling her she's got to shut down her her page and, you know, she could be next to go. You know, it's still a very... And Corey,
0: she's an independent... Co- How can you tell someone they can't make money outside of your company if they're independent? It doesn't make sense to me. Legally, it makes no sense to me.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you got the same thing. I mean, like I said, we're not trying to get totally off subject. And I believe the thing failed. But in California, this past year on the docket for uh, when it comes to election, you had the stuff with Uber, where they were trying mm-hmm. to go uh, get people to become independent contractors. And Uber basically said if that passed, they would basically stop doing Uber in the state of California because they said it would possibly cripple them as a company. I mean, that's for another subject on how much it would have actually cost them this or that. But this is something where, like Andrew Yang had said. But you know, and Corey, hey, you this is a money lot.
0: Money. This is a lot different than being in you know, you know, Uber drivers that you know again that's we could talk about that right and with the pandemic these, it's these
1: people, people's actual income now but
0: yeah you're yeah absolutely absolutely um but in terms of these guys are, these people are putting their bodies on the line every day that they're out there and we see it with what happened with Kamala Tracy Smothers these guys are dying early um these men and women are dying early and they're kind of there's a lot of these men and women are struggling toward the end of their lives. Um and they're not protected. Uh, so, I, you know, listen, and to say, and we talk about, it's so funny, you know, we talk about America and freedom, and, and I don't wanna get too much into politics, but one party is, you know, all about, well, you know, no one has freedom, whatever. And then another party is like, oh, well, we need to give everybody more freedom. Mitz McMahon is a, a big fan of one of those parties and he's shutting everything down with his employees. To me, it doesn't make any sense why not have them be on Twitch? Why not have them, you know, do their thing? That might make them even more popular. Like that doesn't make, now, now if they're, you know, doing like porn or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, and it's a kid's, or, you know, company or or maybe they say, hey, you can't do crazy stuff on Twitch, or, they already you know are. what I mean? Floor,
1: that's no subject.
0: Um, I mean, there, there's, there's things that they could do, um, There's things that they could do to monitor, like, how crazy it gets or whatever, right? But come on. You're telling me someone can't go make a couple of bucks doing something? It's insane. That's like telling Aaron Rodgers, hey, you can't do the state farm commercials. (laughs) What? That's that's crazy.
1: Right. I mean, uh, and let's be honest here. I mean, like, you've got uh, Selena Vega. Yeah, she's, it's come out where, yeah, she had, and we've spoken about it on our sister uh, sister podcast, You Don't Know Jackie, the idea with like OnlyFans, not all OnlyFans are, you know, men and women, you know, doing, you know, pornographic material. You've got Selena Vega, where she has an OnlyFans, but she does cosplay, where she's very big into like with the gaming and stuff, where she does different characters and, you know, co- uh, costumes and stuff, where people are paying to go see, you know, or pictures and stuff, sure. Are there some, you know, creepy old guys who just want to see? You know, a hot Latina chick and you know, in costumes, sure.
0: Or, or not an old creepy guy, maybe or one guy else, right? I mean, so I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a Twitch guy, but but here's the, but here's the thing. They are not saying you can't do this because uh, it's pornographic or because whatever. They're saying it because they can. Because they can, they're doing it. Or you know they, I think they use the the term, they use something like, you know, it's not on brand for the WWE, or, or you know, I think they've used that before. But AJ talking to fans, you know, talking about the Earth being flat, if he wants to do that and someone paying money to do that, let him do it. Like I, I don't, I I think it's I think it's insane. Um, I I feel bad for Zelina Vega. I wonder how this is going to affect Alistair Black. And, and, and where he's at, I, you know, obviously you guys may know, you know, they're married. I, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I, I don't, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen next, but it's a shame. It's a shame for WWE to lose talented people, especially talented people on the mic and especially women. And they lost a really talented woman on the mic. She wasn't a disaster in the ring. She wasn't great, but she was okay. And I think she was, you know, she was, she possibly could have really improved and probably would have been a woman champion at some point. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a bummer.
1: I mean, and you think about this quickly before we move on to some other things, you, you spoke about uh, her husband, Alistair Black, the former Tommy end on the independence since the draft, he, him and her, uh, both of them were drafted to SmackDown. You haven't seen, uh, you haven't seen either one of them on, on SmackDown yet. You had uh, Rusev, the former Miro, go O to AW. Since then, you could say that, you know, um, Lana is being put over and becoming a babyface in peril that people are going to care about. She's been put through tables for the last, you know, eight straight weeks. What's the chances we see Alistair Black? You know, all of a sudden, you will know, be put through a table tonight if he's actually on the show. I mean, we'll see how you know. Uh, well, you know, let's so- yeah. I
0: mean, I mean, whatever, right? That's that's all speculation. Like we we don't we don't know what's gonna happen. You know, right.
1: I, but, I you know what I'm saying though. We see how he gets treated. Yeah, as- I
0: mean, political. yeah, I mean, they weren't doing anything with him. I again, I, I still remember my buddy Steve saying he saw his entrance. He watched him wrestle. He's like, oh, they they can't they can't mess that guy up.
1: <laughs>
0: I, <know. laughs> I said, I said, Steve. They, I said, Do you know Vince McMahon, right? And and he should be, it's it's. it's I mean, what they've done with his career is ridiculous. Too. Criminal. You should. It's, it's. How could they not make a guy who looks like him, who the fans like, who's a real just different character? He's
1: a badass. How they, he looks like a badass. He looks like a. He real looks guy.
0: like a badass. He wrestles like a badass. He's good on the mic in his like limited roles. How they could not make him a star. I, I mean, I, I, you yeah, know, I, whatever. All right, let, 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 let's move on. Let's hope Zelina, I mean, she's going to go to AEW. Actually, you know,
1: it, let's, let's talk it, about that quickly before we move on right. to the other stories of the week. All right. Before she was in WWE, she was basically, basically she's, about, I think she's about to turn 30 this year. Ten years ago, she was in, uh, at the time, Impact Wrestling. She's a former uh, Impact uh, Tag Team uh, Champion. Impact is bringing back the women's tag team titles. T- uh tag team ch- uh, titles. She's not going. To, she's not going to Impact. Get you don't think that. she can go to Impact no. uh, even no. short term uh, no. before she, you know, goes back? You know, they're gonna have no. a tournament there. You know, you got MLW mm-hmm. with uh, Selena. Uh, Lorenzo. Why wouldn't she
0: go to A? Why wouldn't she go to AEW? It'd be insane for AEW not to sign her. I, I mean, I love Impact and I watch it every week, and the show's actually pretty entertaining, and the women's division is. Their women in tag divisions are the best part of the show. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows? It's up to her. She could do what she wants. Yeah, you know, maybe you make a good point. You know, maybe it's, you know, I'm jumping a gun here a little maybe bit. Deanna Peralza didn't go to AEW. She went to Impact, and she's been very successful there. They have a, a pay-per-view or Impact Plus show tomorrow. She's turning going after the title. Turning point, yep. So, I mean, we'll see. I just don't think it's. I actually think it's not a great move to go to Impact because there's so many women already there. It'd be hard for her to really climb up the ladder. I mean, not for nothing, Corey. She is not better than most of the women there but in terms of in the ring. Like she's really far behind. Um, Where you go to AAW, mean, you know, if they can if they can highlight some woman um, who you know we've never heard of Jade Cargill in a, I think, pretty bad segment. Um, you know, they can they can hype. They can put Zelina on there immediately, and she's going to be a big deal. Um, and I think AEW can really use someone like her, too, a woman personality, not just an in rank person, but someone with some freaking who can talk. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where she goes. But I try has to do the three-month gimmick, and then can Countdown move to on. 90
1: days until... Uh... AW or you know, Impact or MLW, which is returning uh, this Wednesday to uh, YouTube with a big double main event. If we have time, we'll maybe uh, get a quick moment to talk about it with uh, Brian Pillman Jr. versus uh, Miles Reed and uh, Harry Harry Smith versus or Davey Boy Smith versus Fatu for the in their two title matches, which you know, hopefully people will get a chance to check out on YouTube this week, but um. So, Jay, some of the other major stories of the week, we had uh, Full Gear. Um, we both had a chance to watch it. Um, first, first takeaways, I thought I thought it was a really solid show. I thought there was a couple hits and misses. Going back and re-watching some of it later on, some, some initial things I didn't love. You know, after thinking about it, I actually thought were really better times. I know you didn't, you know, from us initially talking about it. You didn't love the finish of the Bucks and FTR? No. Like I said, after did,
0: They did did 18 moves to each other. I got the story. They did 18 crazy moves to each other, and he beats him with a super kick, and I know it's because it's the injured leg. I get the whole story behind it, but it didn't make any sense because they did 18 billion moves to each other, and he beat him with a super kick. Also, the idea that he was taking so long- to like do a move that also, it it was just a, it was a, it was, it was a great match with a poor, with a poor, very poor finish in my opinion.
1: So when I first saw it, I thought the same thing, but if thinking about it, I thought that the actual finish was actually pretty smart with the the idea that the Revival or FTR's whole tie gimmick is the fact they don't do any high flying moves. They're all fists and you know, like basic chain wrestling. And they were so frustrated trying to beat this team that they tried to go and beat them at their own game. And what caused them to lose was them doing the high-flying stuff. And that's, they got so overconfident and everything, and that's how they lost. Yeah, but he took, for, and he to took so
0: win. long to do it. I, I think that was my problem. He sat there, and he looked around, and it, you could tell they were setting it up. Mm-hmm. It just took so long to do that. It, it didn't To me, it didn't, the, the match didn't build to a crescendo where it was ready for that. In my opinion. I, just, yeah, I, mean,
1: I I did think it was like a, I know it's a weird thing to say, I I really did think that was like a love letter tag team wrestling with, you know, yeah. going back to all of these other classic tag team wrestling finishing moves. You could say it's gimmicky to do that, but I mean, I really thought that, do I think it reached the level of the Retribution uh, tag team match, which I think is the best tag team match I've seen in years, or the uh, the Revival versus DIY match? And I thought it was a great thing when they actually said which I never thought I would hear, but, you know, AEW's own separate entity, but they actually even mentioned that they used DIY's finisher in the match. I thought that was pretty cool by Excalibur. But I thought it was a really good match. It's most likely maybe the third or fourth best, you know, tag team match I've seen in the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But with all
1: the hype, I think it delivered. Like, you may have not loved the timing of the ending, but I think it was a really good match. I thought the PIPU overall, I think, delivered. And I think the follow-up show uh, the next on uh, Thursday, I'm sorry, on Wednesday, I think was was very good, but I don't think it solidly hit the mark where it was, oh, my God, if I watched the pay-per-view and then I watched Dynamite the following Wednesday, I'm like, I'm hooked and I want to go and start watching Dynamite. And I think that year two – of, and I think we've spoken about the last couple of weeks. Year two of Dynamite hasn't been like the launching off point where I'm expecting the mistakes they've made in year one – are being corrected, you know what
0: I'm saying? No, I, I think, um, b- by the way, I think, Matt, I think Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, should have beaten him with like the Kamigoi, should have beaten him with the, you know, the um, Abushi's knee. Um, <laughs> and I think using that as his would have made sense because it's a freaking knee to the face, but whatever. Um, I think AEW is doing a lot of the same stuff that they keep doing. I think they are developing a formula. Of doing way too much, and I think that's their formula. They think people are going to watch it. Um, Tony Khan talked about like the changing of the guard in wrestling. I don't know what he was talking
1: about. That was a mistake to do that. And I, did you? Yeah. Did you? I'm sorry to interrupt you because I want to actually get to this point, which I think a lot of people have been talking about online. Did you? Did you read that before you saw the show? No,
0: no. Or um, you heard about that after? No, no, no. I read, I heard about that after.
1: Because I think um, a lot of people have been causing a lot of uproar. For people who saw that beforehand, I think they were mm. expecting so much more because they, they were expecting like Sting showing up or Goldberg or Leslie yeah. huge monumental event that was gonna change the landscape where it was the introduction of, you know, Shaq's coming in and the return of Pac. And I think if you had just saw the show and you didn't expect this, like super expecting something huge to happen, you were like, all right, this is a good show, Yeah, a typical, you know, AEW experience. But if you had saw that tweet, you're like I said. You're expecting like this huge monumental NWO type. Well, title. I mean, they you know
0: again, the last time you said I, that, yeah, you know, they brought
1: in the FTR you know title. on i the mean, FTW title, and it was like, this is your big thing changing the industry. Is yeah, like, yeah, they, they they've they've,
0: like they've done a little bit of that with the hyping stuff up. The FTW title, I remember that they they hyped that up.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, they they do a little bit with the, I I I think, I don't know that AW. They can get there. I think they need – gosh, Corey, I don't know. They just – they do this thing where they're, like, kind of overbooking stuff. and, Like, for instance, A.W. Dark, right? Put the women in that division. Don't even – have Sheeta, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker. Have, like, six women on the main roster. Do it like NXT. Make AEW dark like NXT, like more of a developmental. And, and I know that they're 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 somewhat doing that, but I think they need to work on, um, you know, kind of developing storylines, you know, within some of the stuff that's happening on dark. And I know that they are somewhat doing that, but I, I don't think they're doing it to the level they should. I, I don't know, Corey. The show is just way overbooked and. It's just always a lot going on on the show. It doesn't, the show doesn't ever really slow down its pace, which you can say is what fans want in 2020, and that might be true. Um, but a match like Reigns and uh, Jey Uso had, the Hell in a Cell match, which you could say it was a great match, wasn't a great match. The story they told in that match was outrageous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, I have a lot of problems with WWE. A lot of problems. Um, But that the Reigns-Uso storyline, I don't know. It's probably been the best storyline of the year. Um, You know, like, I mean... Top half
1: of them, sure.
0: Definitely top half. And I don't... AEW, I don't think, would ever do anything, like a match like that. I don't think they'd ever do a match that was a real slow match, that told a story... um, like that you know what i'm saying and um i don't know i don't know i i don't know i I don't want this to be a referendum on aw i just i just wish they i wish they changed a few a few things up on their show uh let's talk about the 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 uh this the shack tease and again let's bring someone else in new uh after mike tyson and now he's not here so let's bring shack in Let's talk about the, this appearance by this, this woman, Jade Cargill, or whatever.
1: Sure. Uh, you want to start on this, or do you want me to? Uh, I, I'll let you go. The train's coming anyway. The train is coming to the station, and... and I need a, a sip of beer. You go. I'll take this from two points of view. One, I thought the promo from Jade was terrible. It was a terrible promo, and, but, but you know what? At the same point, this is the first time on live TV...
0: Why is, she, why is she on live TV, Corey? Put her on dark. Why is she
1: out there? I think she may actually be dating Shaquille O'Neal in real life, but that's a possibility. But, but at the same point though, looking at her, she came across as a star. She did- is she? I, I thought she, she was could, like,
0: she, she. Her promo was terrible. How'd she, she looks like a million bucks. Yes, her, that's promo was, looks- her promo was terrible. Do okay. a video package with her if you want to highlight
1: her. Why is she out there cutting a promo? I don't disagree with you. But on the other end of that, though, I thought this was by far the best promo Brandy Rhodes has ever done. I thought, and which is, you could say also on the other end, it's a terrible thing because your baby face made your heel look like you never want to see them again because you put her in a spot where she looked like trash as a result. But that promo by Brandy Rhodes was why, as much as you want to say you want to put every woman in the ring and you want... Women to get a shot to be in the ring, and they just there shouldn't be valets and everything else. But that promo by Brandy Rhodes, I thought was a great promo. You know, as right. a wrestler, well, she, she would, is. She's yeah. a great. She, you know, she's she's a great she's, a great. she's not always
0: a great. She's not always a great. She's not always.
1: That was, promo. but you don't think that was a great promo, though? It was fine. She
0: was protecting her husband. It was. It was. It was good. Like it was. It was fine. I it was a really good. What, promo. what are we gonna see? A match between this woman who's never wrestled before and Brandy Rhodes, who's
1: wrestled for years
0: and isn't very good.
1: I don't care. But you know what? But it also comes down to the idea of it's cross pro- you know what this is though. It's cross promotion of TNT products and I I cor- I yeah, I get cor- I get, I get
0: all that. I get all that. It's fine to bring Shaq in. Whatever. I think it's kind of silly. Whatever. That Dennis Rodman Carmelo thing in WCW. That's what you it makes me think of. WCW. But but you know what? That's fine. Bring Shaq in. I I don't care about that. Could they have done a backstage vignette with the woman? to spotlight her Kind of like what, and I hate doing the WWE thing because we know how we feel about WWE, but kind of like how they're pumping up Bianca, how they're pumping up Bianca Belair as like this super athlete, um, you know, and all this stuff. Highlight this woman like that. Do vignettes with her showing how great an athlete she is. Get us pumped up. Instead, she comes out there, cuts a terrible promo. I did like her smacking Brandon in the butt. That was funny. But she comes out there, cuts a horrible promo. She got a, she got a little better at the end, but the segment was way way too long. Um,
1: I, I, I three minutes to I, like an hour. Three minutes. It true. was.
0: I mean, it was. And and what's Cody now supposed to be scared of? Uh, I don't. I don't. You know. Whatever. Whatever. They gotta do stuff. Like they gotta. They, got, they want to get more ratings. Shaq will bring them more ratings. That's not and a problem. I just the, the introduction of it didn't make any sense
1: to me. And, look, and let's be honest here, and we're going to say this many times, especially I will, and I don't <laughs> think it's a bad thing, but when you put your one of your four or five biggest stars in a hole from – now it's been a year where he puts a stipulation on himself where you can never go for the world title, many times you're going to have to go and put obstacles in Cody Rhodes or Cody's direction where the reasons why he's not after he loses a title or gets away from a big feud he's not going he's not going for the world title you got to put other things in his direction I mean I thought the way they they started where he's like all right I respect Darby Allen he's the new face of TNT and now I want to go and finish something that from last year I never got a chance to settle with MJF and because MJF is dealing with the a new a new thing he gets interrupted just like Right afterwards, when you debuted, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and the Murder Hawk. You know,
0: um, yeah. No, I go, I get. I get. I get, I get. I get that. I get the whole. I get the whole idea. bad. I, I, I'm just saying the promo was terrible. They could have done a backstage thing. They could have. It could have just been way better than having this super green woman come out, who's never cut a promo in a wrestling ring ever, on live national TV, and just struggled through the promo. Um, It just wasn't a good look. You want people to look, the first impression's a big deal. It's a big deal. And so, you know, know, she'll be wrestling Serena Deeb next week in a long, probably not great match. So who
1: knows. let's, Let's talk about two other things from AEW before we move on. I think they're both interesting things One, uh, we're not waiting to revolution, so we're not waiting till February to have the big Moxley versus Kenny Omega match. That match will take place, basically, I think, in two or three weeks on the uh, December second episode of Dynamite, which Omega's
0: Omega's best promo since the last Moxley feud.
1: Absolutely, and I love the idea that Moxley basically uh, said, you know, their first match, which was the lights out match, so it didn't. Which they, and I'll give them credit. I never thought about it this way where it was long-term storytelling where they basically booked us a year out where that match won't go against either one's record. So you had Kenny Omega said, We, if you look at the record books, we've never actually faced each other. So I mean, I like that little thing. But the idea of if Mox, if, and this is just me, if Moxley is going to be wrestling Kenta at Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th, he's got a quarantine for two weeks. So. You have him win the title on the second. You have Moxley off TV for uh, for three weeks. He can go to Japan quarantine, and then he can be at Wrestle Kingdom. Am I crazy with that idea? So he so he
0: can't. Just, so he, he has to go to Japan and quarantine for two. You to, weeks.
1: If you if you're coming from the U S, you have to quarantine for two weeks before, beforehand. And you have Kenta who's got the shot for the U.S. Uh, US title. And you know if you're Moxley's still
0: it, the U S champion. I totally forgot he was the U S champion um i mean kent is definitely gonna win it I would, I would
1: um you think and i mean i don't think you and if you're doing that i don't think you want to have your aw world champion lose lose on their biggest show there i mean it's you know so i mean do you think i have literally there and then you do the rematch in uh at retribution revolution. Start, yeah
0: i mean so uh, um you make some very interesting points uh, so rarity. very, very, yeah, it's a, it's a rarity for you, but you yeah. did a good job there. <laughs> no, uh, you, you know, you make good points. One, I, I, you know, I worry about Omega on the mic. Uh, that promo he did Wednesday was one of the, the best promo he's done since that sit-down video, that, that sit-down interview he did before the Moxley, the first match, where mm-hmm. he was really good. And he talked about, like, I'm supposed to, you know, everyone's supposed to say, everyone's asking, where's the clean? He even mentioned New Japan and the new japan's
1: the funny kind the of yeah, he called himself the cleaner
0: yeah, yeah 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 i mean he called himself the cleaner he talked about new japan and i'm glad they're talking about new japan And maybe that you know maybe that's a a, a little sliver of hope that they can make out
1: out as the president mm. of that company which is yeah so, big, so you know, may, blocks him, yeah
0: you know. so maybe there's a sliver of hope so um so yeah right so so he mentioned he mentions that he mentions that that's where he uh, that he is the best bout machine, where is that Omega? He's like, it's always been, it's always been here. And he finally sounded like what he should sound like, not just some dopey guy who we don't know what he is. He is the best wrestler in the world. He should tell people that every promo he he's in, mm-hmm. he, he should have an, a big ego about that. It doesn't have to be a big deal. He doesn't have to cut promos every every time about it. But that's where he should line up. I think I, we talked about this on the show a while ago about Omega not really having a character. He was just kind of a guy who's a really good wrestler. Mm-hmm. He he now is developing a character, and it's taken a hell of a long time. Um, but now he's kind of starting to get there. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great promo. To your point, I, I mean, I'm, Omega's going to win the title. I mean, right, like... Whether he's the right guy to win, I mean, you could say yes or no. I also loved Moxley's promo. I mean, he is the ultimate babyface talking about this titles for, you know, people who make fun of wrestling. I mean, he's just, he is the the modern day babyface, right? Like, he's awesome. he's He's just, he's just, he's just, I mean, he was great in WWE. But with this freedom he has with AEW, I mean, he is just on another – he's on another level. He's on another level of anyone in AEW, anyone in the WWE, anyone in pro wrestling, other than promo-wise. I mean, I love Tommaso Ciampa too, but um, he's just on another level promo-wise. And, and, you know, he's, he's great. Um, yeah, I think Omega wins the title. And you you know, that's a good point about the quarantining thing, and um, you know, going to Japan and quarantining for a couple of weeks. That makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, you know, we'll kind of we'll kind of see what happens. But I mean, he's he's gonna win the title.
1: I think I think it could be a right decision. So, and the other thing I want to talk about AW quickly was last week we spoke about it, I think for a couple of moments at the end that we had the return <clears> video of Pac, and then this week. At the end of the show, after you had the really good rematch between Penta and Phoenix, you had the return of Pac saying, you know, I'm back, the bastard is back. Do you think that they should have not done the video and it would have helped the idea of more of a surprise of Pac returning? And what do you think of Pac's return? Do you like the idea of him versus Eddie Kingston stable? Mm. I know you're not the biggest Eddie Kingston guy in the ring. No,
0: I mean, yeah, I mean... So so Pac is now a babyface. Who's the heel in the feud? Who's the, so Eddie King and I guess Phoenix. You know they they definitely did a thing where and by the way, if anyone saw the the um, wrestler documentary um, that they did on Vice on uh, yeah. Vice on Vice, I mean Phoenix is a stone cold babyface, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> and I think I don't know maybe his English isn't that great, but um, I mean he's like the sweetest guy, you know. And so I think they can really play on that and they could they could maybe make him a baby face. Pac is a baby face. I, I don't know, man. He just looks mean. Like he looks <laughs> like an asshole. I don't <laughs> like know. That. But I get I you know, but he's fantastic. So, you know, if they do something where, you know, Phoenix joins Pac and you know they they don't make it a baby face heel thing, I just you know Usually that's what you do in wrestling. So I'm not sure exactly how they're gonna do that. Um, again, the Eddie Kingston thing. I, I think the whatever. He's he's great on the mic, and so it'll be fun in the ring. It'll be I guess good enough to pass. Um, but yeah, it's it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm just glad Pac's there. AEW needs a guy like him. Um, they need a guy who's a real talker. Who is just excellent in the ring, uh, excellent on the mic. Um, they need someone like him. They they've needed someone like him since he's been gone. So I'm glad he's back, and you know we'll kind of we'll see how it goes. Um, you know we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, I said overall a good show, good follow. up Not great, but Not helped great. further a couple of storylines along, and we'll see. I really how I how did enjoy
0: know. that that Cage uh, seidel match. I was like, uh oh, it's gonna be a squash match. I'm like, ah, eh, I'll watch it. I mean, it was a really again. We knew who was gonna win and whatever, but it it was a really really fun match. I liked the setting up the Darby Darby Allen against Cage or Starks Team Taz and with Will Hobbs there. I think you know, Will I like what they're
1: still turning heel though. I think that's still where the direction that it feels like Hobbs is. Uh, even though I know you like to have some, you know, African American baby faces. Not even everyone has to be a heel, and you know more than just, you know, Scorpio Sky being the only you know African American baby face in that company. Not the fact there's only two of them in the whole day company that we could think of it off the top of our heads, but Will Hobbs, I, it just feels like it's almost just a little bit too much where it feels like Will Hobbs is going to turn on Darby and he's going yeah. yeah. to be a member of Team Tad. That's how I feel
0: You're probably right, but man, it'd be nice for him to stay a babyface because he seems like a good guy. He's got right. a good story. It's like, that's a guy that you want to keep. And that's where sometimes AEW gets cute with this overbooking. Right. That's a guy who he's a good guy. He seems like a nice guy. He's got a great story. He's still a developing guy. He's not there yet. So they're doing a nice job of highlighting him, of not putting him in matches every week, but making sure he's on TV. They've done a good job with him. Keep him as a baby face. Have a Will Hobbs, Darby Allen TNT title match at some point. And maybe he doesn't win. That's fine. But is he going to be better as a babyface moving forward or a heel? I mean, they have a lot of heels. So... Um, you know, and you know he's a big badass babyface. You know him and Cage. I mean, they've wrestled already, but you know, that's a natural feud that they could keep going. So for a weird title that that doesn't makes no sense, why they have a, have him having a title? But uh, I digress. Yeah, I want them to see keep Will Hobbs as um, as a babyface, but we'll we'll see what they do.
1: Yeah. So and uh, next week we have a couple of matches announced, and the big thing leading up to next week will be. Uh, the Inner Circle's visit to uh, Vegas going up against Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai for the women's uh, NXT championship, which uh, both of us will be looking forward to. But before we get to that, what was your thoughts on Leon Leon Ruff uh, becoming a North American t- champion and uh, basically making a joke of that title, at least for a yeah. week?
0: So who, who, who said it? Uh, Jason Powell maybe said it. He's like oh, their I new he's like their yeah. he's like their new cheeseburger. He's like the cheeseburger of NXT. I I mean, I like Leon Ruff, and I think he's actually pretty good in the ring. I mean he was yeah. tag team champions and yeah. evolved. Like I think he's a legit guy, but he's small and they throw him around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I thought it was stupid. Just have him win. Have him do a non title match and then, you know, whatever. And then have him win a non title. Why have him win the title? It's stupid. I, I thought it was I thought it was something like the WWE would.
1: I, I, I thought it was dumb. I hate. I, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I, the I, only way. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Only sorry. way this works, and I'm not even saying that pu- the former Punishment Martinez hasn't been an okay babyface. The only way I think Daniel I think Priest has been a great babyface, actually, in my opinion, because
0: he's been because he's been himself. I like when babyfaces are still themselves as baby. He still is like. Hitting on women, he's still like being him, but he's not being a dick to everybody else. He's not like, "Hey, fans, I love you guys." He is being him mm-hmm. while just being like a better version of himself. So, I like when they do that with baby faces. That's why I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed
1: him very much being a
0: baby face. But- okay,
1: he just hasn't really maybe worked that much for me. But if you if this turns out that you have uh, him turned heel by basically killing leon Ruff in like three seconds and winning back the title and that's like his heel turn where he basically kills this underdog baby face i could see that maybe working
0: oh uh, i don't want that what would you do with gargano gargano's a heel and then he's a heel
1: that's true but i mean just the leon Ruff thing just feels like i don't know you have that and the stuff with cameron grinds it feels like like you said it kind of too much wwe monday night Raw like this week felt like there was weight and i'm okay with comedy because you know I like some of the stuff they do with AEW, with the comedic stuff, especially being the elite. But NXT, I'm not saying NXT is the most serious brand every week by any stretch, but it just felt like this week there was too much comedy. And it kind of lost me a little bit. I still thought there was stuff on the show that was really good and it didn't lose. And it still, you know, was by far, you know, better than anything we saw on Raw this week. And I thought that, I thought AEW was a stronger overall show but I still think NXT was good, but I just felt, maybe you'll disagree with me, but I just felt it was just too much comedy. And then the stuff with, you know, um, Renee Gonza- uh, Rhea, Rhea Gonzalez with this uh, Boa stuff with the, some, you know.
0: Yeah, Asian this was definitely, on, and, this was definitely going the show. Yeah, it wasn't a great show. It was, and I'll be the first to admit, uh, yeah, I'm an NXT mark. It wasn't a great show. Um, the tag title match was okay, but we kind of <laughs> knew it, we knew it was going to happen, so it's kind of hard with those matches. Um, I mean, the match of – I really enjoyed the Jake Atlas match. Um, I know that there were some blown spots, but I, I, I did enjoy that match. Um, yeah, I, I think they, they're getting Chew- – too cool. They're getting too cute. But, again, these are wrestling companies who are trying to get ratings. They're trying to do stuff. But man, they haven't even had Leon Ruff on the show lately to lose. You know, when he was losing every week to Killer Cross,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was like okay. But he, I mean, so I, I think they've got to figure that out. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I hate, I, hated it. If it was a Cameron Grimes like guy, uh, you know, you know, one, one of those guys, mm-hmm. um, then it's like okay you know, that, that's fine. Like, I get that. You have one of those, you know, one of those kind of mid-level, lower mid-level guys win the title, a Jake Atlas, let's say, like that's, you know, okay, fine. But basically a prelim guy, a Ham and ager? come on, come on.
1: And what, this was, like, so, you know, and this was not, you know, one, two, three kid beating Razor Ramon, you know, for the, uh, Back in, you know, on Monday Night Raw, at least 123Kid was on the show, you know, week after week, and he was, like, slowly becoming, like, a fan favorite type of thing. But, yeah, you had the big idea of the underdog winning a match you never thought he was going to win, but it wasn't, that wasn't what this was. No, you know? no, not at all. It was all. just like, all right, this is some big joke thing. It was a, it was a,
0: jo- it was a joke, exactly, Corey. I think when 123Kid beat Razor Ramon, it was like, it was an upset, and they're like, oh, my God, what an upset. It wasn't like, oh, this is a joke. Even when they put the title around his waist and the belt fell, it's like, come on,
1: come on. And he goes, you know, take my, take the keys to my car and leave because you're going to get, you basically going to come back here and beat the hell out of you. I mean, okay. So your new champions, you know, basically you tell you, you know, he's a, he's, you know, he's basically a wimp and he's got to run away because he can't stand up to the champion. I mean, let's, it just felt very yeah. goofy. Yeah. NXT is not supposed to be goofy,
0: you know? I don't mind the Cameron Grimes stuff. You know me. I'm not a big fan of his. I, I, I He does nothing for me. Um, but I think he's been kind of funny in this feud with, oh, no, yeah, uh, with, with Sam Shaw. Sure. Um, but... I, so I don't mind that. Uh, the Chinese thing with Xia Li yeah. and Boa... Um, I mean, it's it seems pretty goofy to me because Boa got the shit beaten out of him, but... Maybe they're going somewhere with it. I mean, it's going to definitely be some type of faction with Xia Lee and Boa, and they probably have to bring someone legitimate in because Boa just got beat up. I don't want to say beat up by a woman, meaning that's, you know, whatever, because it was Raquel Gonzalez. But, I mean, he really got his ass handed to him. Um, so you know, I don't,
1: My problem with that is, though, you had three of those things in one show. If you had one week that one thing happened – Another week you yeah, had one, but you know, three of those events in the same show, Yeah, it felt very much like a third hour of Monday Night Raw. And, we're watch- and when we are watching NXT, that's kind of our Wednesday night escape from all of the BS that we usually see on-, on Raw that makes us go, oh, please make it Wednesday where we see actual stuff that makes sense. Yeah, course, I agree. Happened, it, like- I, I, it, was, it was almost
0: like, it was like Vince booked the show. That, exactly yeah it was very much it, was, it felt very much like a Vince the chat titles don't mean anything um you know let's throw some goofy shit in there it, it, yeah it felt like it was a and it was a and so you know they had a swing and a miss that episode but Halloween Havoc was awesome so it's like you know the, the, you know maybe next week will be better we'll 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 next, well, next week should be better that was, best, that was the best that was the best thing on N- be that was the best thing on NXT that video package of Patrick, Rhea Ripley and oh, yeah. Shirai. I mean that, so again, let's just talk about that. I know we're kind of going long in the show.
1: Is this a loser leaves NXT match? It's interesting. I mean, you would almost think Rhea Ripley, after the year she's had since WrestleMania, you have to put the title back on her. And you do. Can she get another loss? I mean, unless she's winning, the, unless she loses this by some sort of interference. And then she wins the title at the uh, next takeover. I mean, at some point, I would think she's got to win the title back, right? I mean, I mean, you know, everything you hear from she doesn't,
0: she doesn't have to win the title back.
1: Not everything you hear from Triple H is, you know, the next five, in five years the big <clears throat> star of the WWE is going to be Rhea Ripley. Every interview he does, and you know, is you know, he basically puts over Rhea Ripley as the next big star of the, of the WWE, which their next big star will be their first big star. But, um, sorry, I couldn't help myself there. But, I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be a really good match. I think if they're going to win, you know, the the ratings for that night, that that mostly will be the reason why. Because, uh, you know, the one thing that WWE, as overall, does very well is, uh, is the women's matches. And, I wanted to get this in a minute, and we may not have a chance to actually talk about it, but this week on SmackDown, they had, their highest ratings pre-pandemic and it was because of the Sasha Banks uh Bailey match the first basically half hour and basically after that the ratings basically went went to hell in a handbasket. That was a that was but, a really
0: good match. Really but good you match.
1: know women's wrestling in WWE fans care about that. Stars. They, stars. Stars. stars.
0: I mean, yeah. Well the the stars. Like they don't care about Lana against uh, Dana Brooke. Right. Uh they've gotta be they've gotta be the stars. Yeah you're right. It well, they don't,
1: I think it'll be go ahead and it's a well developed characters. Rhea ripley and look you think about it. Rhea ripley has been built as a star even though she lost to charlotte and she was the one that was pinned in the three way match when when uh, io won the title since then she's beat uh, mercedes martinez she she's the only person who's basically beat reina Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah she put out, Oh she no we, 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 with Dakota Kai yeah but she is basically is the uh, besides io she is the most well-protected woman in that company. Yeah, no, she's, we, yeah.
0: I mean, she's absolutely a star. I mean, 100%. Um, just for her to be in that match against Charlotte and WrestleMania, right? That, that already puts you there. Like, she's already there, right? Um, so we'll see. I, I will be very curious with the ratings. Like, does a women's match do, you know, in NXT... Do that well. Does it, do they win or, excuse me, get close to AEW? I mean, it should. You should watch it over anything AEW is going to put out there. But, you know, uh, you know, there's still that kind of thing with women's wrestling or whatever. So I'll be very curious to see how they do. They've actually promoted this. They've built it up, unlike other times with NXT. So they should spike a rating, you would think. I um, think EO wins. And I think Rhea Ripley's on one of these shows wrestling Dana Brooke. Okay. Um, you know, so I mean, I, I, you know, or they, maybe they do some goofy finish. But I just, I I, I think in a match like this, you can't. I really hope they don't. I really hope they don't do some goofy finish. Make this a real Matter. finish that's supposed to be, you know, whatever. Um, you know, don't give me some cute, some cute finish. So maybe they do Maybe they don't. Um. Oh, the other thing, two two AEW things, real quick. Sure. One, it looks like uh, Full Gear did a, around a hundred thousand, like a little lower than some of their other pay per views, where okay. the, the other pay per views were like around one hundred and five, one hundred and ten. Uh, that's according to Dave Meltzer. And I enjoyed the Inner Circle thing, the MJF stuff. I'm in, I'm enjoying it um, because you know MJF's great. Could we have had Sammy Guevara be on the shelf for a couple of weeks he and he got he had he got a, a a concerto on concrete and then got put in a garbage can? What's up with that Could we have put him could we have put him in uh, you know held him out for oh, he's not going to make Vegas because like he's not we don't know where he is I mean could they have you know sold that a little better?
1: I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, it is, fu- I'm sure in their minds it would be funnier the idea that you have Ortiz and Sammy, the two people who don't want him in the group, in there, and uh, the whole aspect of the two disgruntled people being in Vegas. I still think it's going to be interesting if they actually go into Vegas to film this, or with restrictions, with everything basically shutting down, and, you know, not much going on, how much, you know, what they're actually going to be able to do. But that's going to be
0: I mean, Vegas is. I mean, I watch a show every week or every day um, on it's a network called Be Sin and they're a sports betting network, and they do their show from the Circa Casino that just opened up a couple weeks ago, and they have people there all the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. oh yeah. Vegas is Vegas is open. You know, it's open. So yeah, they could they could do, and obviously, there's no quarantine thing with Florida, and you know, Florida, they don't care. <laughs> um, and and Vegas, but old right? Ron DeSantis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, maybe they do. I don't know. Do you think it would? I mean, they could do stuff at like bars, and they could go to casinos in Florida. Like they don't have to go to they don't have to go to Vegas to do it. They could just do. There's casinos in Florida where they could just basically say they were Vegas. Up. Yeah, yeah. I think that's
1: probably what they'll do. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I expect it to be a very funny segment. I mean,
0: I just hope it's not too long.
1: I can see them doing like, you know, mini segments throughout the show. You know, a couple of like 40 second or two minute segments, like three or four of them throughout the show. And it could be like a whole like storyline thing throughout the show. I mean, yeah, that'd that be good, you know. And I'm, I'm, I'm really interested. One of the things that I think that they made a mistake with AEW because you just broke stuff just popped in my head. I saw them on AEW Dark. I think they have a lot of potential in a couple of years being really good. But out of nowhere, I'm hearing that the best hit team in the world of the Young Bucks is facing these two 19-year-old kids in top flight. They looked really good, but would it have killed you to either put in a highlight package of their match from Dark or have them be in a match? uh, You know, even if it was like a four-minute match, I know nothing on AEW is ever four minutes because everything's got to be 16 minutes, you know. Would it have killed them to have a match? on you know aw dynamite last night just so the people who do not watch dark who have no idea who top flight you know you know corey
0: you don't even need a video pack you don't even need a, a match do a video package of them talking about where they came from and but and then do like you know have them do these high flying moves you know from aw dark and it would take three minutes you can cut down some of this other goofy shit they did jade whatever she talked for 20 minutes cut some of this stuff down Right. The cage match, Seidel match was great, but they still could make that a little shorter or they could have made that squash match. Um, and you
1: highlight the, I don't know who the hell the top flight is. I have no idea who they are. Why do I want to watch it? I mean, you know, everything that they, they say usually comes up and they're usually good matches, but like I said, it's a nitpick and I'm sure that gonna be really good, but I would have liked if I did not watch dark, I have no idea who these two guys are except, you know, for a one line of, you know, uh, Of one of the jacksons saying they remind us of ourselves and that's supposed to tell me i'm really interested in seeing them but uh jay before we'll talk about one or two little things after afterwards but uh jay it's a good point where you let people know how they can follow us on uh on social media
0: yeah there's all these trains going by my house and like there's nobody on them guys (laughs) turn, turn the trains off there's no one on these fucking trains and there we go. We got our. <laughs> um, okay, we're on Twitter at work shoot pod. Um, Corey's at Paladin eight hundred eight. I'm at f stop blue seventy um, nine on Twitter as well. I'm never really doing anything on there, so really um, at work shoot pod is where we're on. Um, Instagram. We is are the- on. We are on Instagram. Work shoot pod. Mm-hmm. Correct. Y- yeah, you you might have to do that. One. Okay, and of course we're on Facebook. Work shoot wrestling podcast. Uh, just, I mean, if you type in "Workshoe Wrestling Podcast," you'll find us. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. Leave yeah. us five stars, uh, and we'll read it on the air.
1: And as always, uh, follow our sister podcast. Uh, Jay, would you like to tell me what that is? You don't know, Jackie? Let's get more animated every week as as he does it. We might actually have to have him back on the show to uh, actually give some <laughs> opinions. Uh, <laughs> Talking about, uh, that's our comedy podcast with the the great uh, Jackie Endy, Jackie Rachel, and a little bit more recently we've had on, uh, Jackie Brandon has come on a little bit more, getting out of his shell. Uh, But, you know, be free to go and uh, subscribe, rate, and review everywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, Jay actually just popped in my head because we spoke about her earlier in the show, and we spoke about him being the best ballot machine. What would you think in 90 days guy who doesn't talk very well combining Selena Vega or or Thea Tredad with Kenny Omega as a mouthpiece? You think that would be a kind of... I mean, I just popped my head, but you think that could be a pretty good fit if you have him as a tweener or as a heel, Selena Vega being the mouthpiece for Kenny Omega?
0: I think the problem with... I think maybe... I think the issue with that is he would have been champion for three months already, and then he's like, well, why do I need her now? But... um, But... Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's not a bad, I think she'd be great with like, like, I don't know if Will Hobbs can talk. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So maybe have her be a guy, you know, someone, you know, someone who's a developing talent, you know, I, I, you know, they've done this thing where they have these old managers, you know, these older, you know, legends who are, who are managers. The Vicky Guerrero thing was a mess. And I think they realized that that's why that's over at Nyla Rose. I think Tully's been great. And I think arn has been great. Um, but you know, m- maybe you have Zelina work with one of these, the problem is they have so few, the problem is they have so few women's wrestlers. They, pay, they pretty much have to come in there and she's pretty much going there and wrestle probably. Um, so I think that's where that's, you know, like you could say that that's an, but she could, I guess she could do both. Right. Why couldn't she wrestle? And then also, also, uh, be a manager. Um, so, you know, maybe she could, maybe she could do both. Um, so I, I, don't know. I I'm, not sh- I'm not sure where they go with her, but it would be cool. It would be really cool to see her there. I think AEW needs someone like her. I think they need to get some of these other talents over. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, but with Omega, it would be interesting, but I still think Omega, I mean, he seems like he can talk when he cuts a promo, he can cut a promo. Mm-hmm. He needs to figure out who he is. And I think, we're starting to finally see that.
1: So a couple of more quick little hits before we get out of here. Uh, What do you – so we both had a chance to watch it. Unfortunately, we never really had a chance to talk about SmackDown. Bailey versus Sasha, I thought – I honestly thought that this was going to be one of the co-main events for WrestleMania. It looks like that feud, at least for the moment, is over. What do you think as – it's going on right now, but as at least as either a short-term or as a follow-up feud, looks like now we're going to get Sasha versus Carmella. Do you think that's a good follow-up either – for the short term, what do
0: you think
1: of uh, that as a next feud
0: for for Sasha eh, right now? Yeah, It's fine. I mean, Carmella's uh, Carmel got a lot better in the ring. Um, she can talk. Her, she looks weird. I don't know her hair and her makeup. I think she looks I don't know. I think she looks weird with this new look that she's got going on. But two yeah, it's just it doesn't it's not like befitting of her. Like her swag is like wearing J's and stuff like I don't. Like I don't totally get it, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. Uh, I have something for you, Corey. It sounds like, uh, and listen, I'm very upset that this feud is ending, but it sounds like this Seth Rollins ray Mysterio feud might be ending. Woo-hoo! Uh, it looks like Rollins will be taking some time off. Who knows if this is true or not? But oh, really? It seems like a, Becky uh, Lynch is due, I think, in the neck in a little bit. So. Um, I guess he's going to spend some time with her. Um, obviously, you know, she's having a child, so I think that's gonna happen. By the way, Becky Lynch will be back by WrestleMania. <laughs> she has this kid this month, but anyway, whatever. Um, um, maybe not by WrestleMania. That, that's been funny. Um, but um, yeah, so this feud may be over mercifully,
1: mercifully, yeah. Oh, we're supposed to look at Buddy and uh, Ray and Dominic and everybody else. But uh, we'll see where that goes. Uh, another one quickly before we get out of here. Like I said at the very top, MLW will be returning uh, next week. On the 18th, they have a big double main event. Uh, there's, not, just,
0: there's not enough wrestling out there. We need more of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> more and more. Uh, Reed versus Pillman Jr. And Fatou versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. You were a much Bigger watcher of MLW when yeah. it was around. It's returning on YouTube this Wednesday and then back on BN Sports on a Saturday night. Also, I believe it's on a couple of other places. If you go to, a, I guess, MLW's Twitter, you'll be able to find everywhere else it, it is. But their big return on the 18th of this month of November. I guess, first of all, what's your interest level of the return of the show? And do you think this double main event is something that will get people into it or is it kind of has been gone so long where it's kind of like forgotten
0: about i don't know i think it depends on their promotion um like i didn't know it was coming back wednesday i knew they were coming back but and court bar was good with promotion there's just so much stuff you know or, mm-hmm. you know the masters if anyone cares about that i do because i may have a, a financial interest
1: you can right? watch
0: that at cbs all weekend yeah oh okay there you go so watching espn so like all this stuff there's just so much stuff going on there's impact there's turning points tomorrow so it kind of gets a little bit and the other issue with mlw is and we'll get to the actual card in a second which is fantastic but um it's hard when you build up a habit of watching a show at a certain time Corey, i swear to god the only reason why i watch raw is because i've been watching it it's it's a horrible show it's fucking horrible but you're in the rhythm of watching the show on a Monday. So sometimes I don't, I mean, I usually watch it in like 40 minutes after Monday Night Football. So, but I'm used to watching it and I'm used to doing that, right? And just a habit that you just have. And MLW kind of had that. They had, I think they were on Saturday nights and I know they were on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. And it's hard now because you've had that habit of not watching them for so long. It's like, can I go back to it? That being said, the card is great. Myron Reed is a future. I mean, he's a star. He's going to be a star. He can talk. He is spectacular in the ring. Uh, he's a little skinny. Um, but I think he's only like 21 years old. I, he it's MLW done a good job. You talk about acquiring like young talent that's developing. Uh, so Myron Reed, I think is going to be a star. Uh, he's going to beat Pillman cause Pillman's talking about leaving obviously. Um, Fatu, another guy who's a star against Jacob uh, Fatu,
1: maybe the most underrated champion all of wrestling.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's just he's he's just ridiculous. Um, and he's one of those guys when he comes out, he looks like a badass. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I, I don't know. He looks like a wrestler. He looks like he could break you in real life, in any in a back alley, whatever, right? And he's all he's a crazy athlete, and, and he's a guy who gets over without having to talk a lot. They did a great job with giving him a mouthpiece. And and, uh, Joseph Samael. But yeah, I mean, that's a match they were building a lot before the pandemic. Um, You know, he's a guy, he won their uh, Opera Cup or whatever they called it. I Uh, I didn't even really know what that tournament was about, but I watched the matches, it was fine. Um, So he won the Opera Cup, and, you know, he's been a number one contender for a while. So um, I don't think he'll win but I think they might do some goofy finish to keep the feud going. I I could see that. Um, But yeah, MLW is for the most part, a really good, fun hour of TV. Um, I think it's a really quality wrestling show. They do some goofy shit. Um, I don't think they highlight some guys as much as, as well as they should, but they have a lot of good young talent. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch at some point. I don't know exactly when, but uh, I will definitely watch at some point.
1: And I guess the last thing on that quickly is that's a major difference between NWA right now and MLW NWA on Wednesday at seven o'clock. You can watch it either on FUBU TV or or YouTube or on Saturday on BN sports to watch the uh, return of the NWA, which Jay was a huge fan of every week. He would try to talk about a little bit on the show. Only way you're watching that is if you're paying for that on pay-per-view right now. And from what I've heard, the shows have been okay. They basically switched every title besides Nick Aldis in the last couple of weeks because, you know, pretty much everyone there is either under contract or slightly not under contract with Ziggy Dice and James Storm and Thunder Rose is under contract, but she's working other places and everything else. It's hard to keep an audience where people were used to not paying for the product and watching it every week on YouTube, and now it's not on there. And now MLW is coming back. And anyone who you know had MLW as a favorite on their YouTube channels, that's going to just pop up as you know as a notification on on Wednesday, at, you know, Wednesday at seven o'clock. Where
0: that's a good point. You know,
1: AW Dark on Tuesday or whatever else, you're going to see that on Wednesday, and you'll be like, "Oh wow, that's back! I'm going to give yeah. that a chance."
0: You're right, Corey. That's an excellent point. Are more people going to watch? Are, I mean, are more? Yeah, I, I know. To more than usual. Um, are more people gonna want? I mean, watch MLW or NWA this week? I don't think it's even gonna be close. It's hard to ask people to pay for these shows. Yeah, it's it's really really hard. So AW is getting like a hundred thousand people, hundred five ten thousand people to order their pay per views, and they have, let's say, seven hundred and fifty thousand people watching them. Right. So right. Yeah, and yeah, they have stars. They build these shows up over time. It's like, I'm going to pay every week to watch what I just was getting for free six months ago. It's a hard deal, man. It's really, really hard. And so as much as I support that, if it was like five bucks a month, I would do it. If Even if it were 10, what is it, 20 or 30?
1: I forgot what the amount is. I'll we'll take a look at it. But maybe if it
0: was ten, maybe if it was 10 I would think about it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just it's too it's just you know and I have the money to spend. I mean, I bet $25 that Tony Finelli was going to win the masses for God's sakes. Okay. But I it's it I just don't I just don't I just it's just not it's not worth it to me. And, it's and not honest, the, like
1: I said, uh, the value's our, not there. If our friends at the NWA fam uh, You know, if NWA uh, uh, podcast weren't, you know, still doing their show, I would have basically no idea what's going on with that, besides, you know, every once in a while seeing an update on F4W about a title change. But, Jay, last thing before we get out of here, right away, the Rascals this this, uh, Tuesday will be their final match. They've been evicted from the treehouse. Rumors that they will be joining uh, WWE. What's your thoughts? Do you think? Well, first of all, I guess quickly because you watch a lot more than I have as of late. Their run from what you've seen in yeah. uh, t- uh, N X. I'm sorry,
0: Impact. Yeah, they've been Impact. so they've been yeah they've been losing a ton of matches, and I was like because they were you know, um, uh, Trey Miguel was in you know the main event at um, Slam in the five way, ten way, whatever five-way. match, yeah. um, and then you know he's been losing matches lately. And uh, Dez and Wentz have been losing matches too, so it makes sense. So about those guys, if you guys don't know, they're—I really like them. One, it's kind of cool because one guy's Hispanic or Latinx, one guy's African American, and one guy's white. So they kind of have a cool like vibe about them, but they—they they don't ever like play to that. It just—that's right. just what they are. They're all—they're small they are all super talented in the ring, super talented in the ring and very, very fun to watch. They're like goofy. They have like a good gimmick. Obviously their gimmick is that they smoke weed and like that's their, I mean, that's their their gimmick. They're big potheads or whatever, but it's like a really fun, good gimmick. Um, I I think they're super, super talented. Um, I think, now if they went to the WWE, meaning raw or smackdown, it would be, you know, probably a disaster. I think they would be fire in NXT. Those three guys, you could, you know, do the free birds rules with them, which probably they would do. I don't know if they'd have one guy stand out as a singles guy. They probably would do some type of free bird rules with them.
1: I think Trey Miguel um, would be that guy,
0: but yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, they're super talented. I, I'm I'm really happy for them. I think they're three of the best guys in, in Impact. I think impact's honestly be taking a huge loss um, you know with the, with those guys leaving. I, they had a couple other tag teams this week that they highlighted and I'm like, yeah these guys are not they're not great. Um, so I think that's the route that they're going so it's unfortunate. but you know what impact you can say this for impact. They're a classy company man because they're giving them they're gonna do a, a tag team match with Rich Swan and a member of the Rascals against two other members of the Rascals. And I think they might, I don't know if that's going to be the main event, but they're going to do that. Yeah, I think it's Swan
1: and Miguel versus Wentz and uh, Dez. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like, that's really dope that they're like, they're not doing something where they just laughed and blah, blah, blah. They're doing a classy kind of thing, you know, saying you guys have given us your, your time and your years, and now you can move on. Um, so I I think it's cool. I'm happy for those guys. I think in NXT if they're booked right, which I trust NXT, I think they should be fantastic and they'll be yeah, they'll, they'll be they'll be fantastic.
1: I agree. I think they I think they'll be a good fit in NXT. Yeah. You know, if uh, Impact truly respected them, they most likely would have not lowball them with an offer from what some of the sheets are saying at the moment, but uh well, Impact doesn't if-
0: how much money does Impact have? I mean, you know. True.
1: That is very true, but Jay, we had a really interesting show, surprised in regards to the Selena Vega, which kind of changed around our show a little bit today. And once again, this show uh, was in honor, the 15-year anniversary of the death of one of the greatest wrestlers in our lifetime, the late, great Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. Go back if you have WWE Network or anywhere else, you watch YouTube or anywhere else, check out. Some of his great work, either in WCW I, or WWE. I mean, I mean
0: Corey, look, just talking about him real quick. I, I know our show's been incredibly long, but whatever. I'm drinking. I don't care. It's <laughs> Friday night. Um, you think about all the people who talk, to, talk about him being influences. All these wrestlers who talk about him being an influence on him. Even the style in which they work is similar to Eddie Guerrero. I mean, he is probably him, Shawn Michaels, you could put Jericho in there. Benoit. Who? Benoit. Benoit. I, yeah, I'll, I'll put Benoit in there too. The, I mean, the most inf- they have influenced this generation of wrestlers. Yeah. They have the wrestlers we have that we've had for the last fifteen years were influenced by those, you know, and Malenko to a, a lesser extent. Those four. Those four smaller guys. Coming to the WWE, making an impact, and obviously Guerrero's impact on the mic. And in a, he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. It's not even close, and the influence that he's had on so many people. Oh, he's—he just, was just—he was—he was—he was the best. He was the—he was the best. I was so excited when he won against Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, uh, to win his first title. I, yeah, he's—he's just—he—he he was the best, and. And RIP to him. Um, you know, so his, his daughter lives in Chicago. So, there you go. um, which is cool, but yeah, no. Um, so, uh, she does burlesque shows. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's so. Very
1: good ring announcer as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but, uh, Jay, as always, the final word is yours. Later when I went out there and voted and, uh,
0: Congratulations to everyone who picked the
1: right side. I think we're done here. See ya.